Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, welcome to the Gospel for Life today. We have been trekking through some questions that we got from some of our listeners. And if you'd like to submit a question, you can just email us at info at ReformationVoice.com. And so today's question, and maybe we'll get to a couple of them today, but here it is. Is it okay for Christians to doubt? Is it okay for Christians to have fears or to be afraid or to be depressed? Uh, The short answer is yes. And, uh, you know, I think Christians experience doubt and fear and and depression all the time. And uh, let me just start with maybe to kick this discussion off with some scripture uh, at the end of Matthew 28 which is right after Matthew's uh, report of the resurrection of Jesus and uh, Jesus has instructed his disciples uh, to go into Galilee and there they will see him this is the risen Christ and beginning with Matthew 28 uh, verse uh, 16. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Now, they've got the risen Jesus right in front of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've, they've just uh, been through the experience of, of the resurrection and hearing the reports of the resurrection and, and seeing Jesus. And to me, it gives me great assurance, reassurance. Some doubted. And it's not said in a way that condemns them. It's not said in a way that excludes them somehow from the from the fellowship of faith, the family of faith. Um, doubt, doubt is a natural part of faith. It goes with the territory. Yeah. And as I've often told people who are experiencing doubt, and, and by the way, I, I experience doubt, if you didn't have faith, you wouldn't have doubt because there wouldn't be anything to doubt. Right. <laughs> doubt is not the sign of the absence of faith. It's very often the sign of its presence. Yeah, it's not the opposite of faith, and, and it's not it's not the same as unbelief. That's right. Um, you know, it it is being suspended between, um, in one sense, belief and faith. Um, it's you know, you're you're you've got a, a foot in two boats, so to speak. You know, you're not sure which one you're gonna. Uh, get into, but there's a, there needs to be a distinction. You know, your, your mind is in suspension between faith and unbelief. This thing happened. Um, my, my understanding of the world says it shouldn't have happened. You know, you know, this miracle. Um, what am I to make of it is what's going through the mind of, of the disciples. Even in Jesus, when he, uh, you know, there was a man who brought his son, who's possessed by a spirit of some sort and causing him to fall on the ground and everything. And uh, the Lord's talking uh, 
there in Mark chapter nine, you know, I brought my I brought my son to you for he is a spirit that makes him mute. And whatever it seizes him, it throws him to down. He foams and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast it out, and they were not able. And he answered them, O faithless generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him to me. And they brought the boy to him. When the spirit saw him, immediately a convulsive boy fell on the ground, rolled about foaming at the mouth. And Jesus asked his father, how long has this been happening to you? And he said, from childhood. And it has often cast him into the fire. Into, you know, he goes on to explain. And Jesus said to him, If you can, all things are possible for the one who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out, I believe, help my unbelief. There's a, there, you know, I think that when we come to, um, we're dealing with faith and doubt. There's a, faith is saying, I believe. And our response to the doubt is, help my unbelief. It's, and I would, re- I, I oftentimes tell people, don't doubt your faith, doubt your doubt. Yeah, there you, go. <laughs> you know, these are, these thoughts that are coming in are robbing you from a secure position. Right. And, and so doubt your doubt. Yeah. I think I might have answered that question slightly differently because the question was, is it okay to doubt? If the question was, is it natural to doubt? I would say, yeah. It's Yo, okay. completely natural to doubt. Yeah. Um, but, is it okay to doubt? If if we say yes, then I would just want to say, okay, well then, what do we mean by doubt? Because there's that verse in James where it talks about if you lack wisdom, ask of God, but you must ask of faith because anyone who doubts is like the waves of the sea or tossed, you know, to and fro. And so, you got maybe you want to press back on that a little bit? Uh, sure, um, I'll be happy to press back on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and well, it depends on also on how we interpret what what James is talking about when he when he says doubt. I, I I would say he means to be paralyzed by doubt, or to be dominated by doubt. Um, but but and but I would still say that doubt is a natural part, as long as we're in this body of flesh, and this side of eternity. Doubt is a natural part of the life of faith. It sort of goes with the territory, and it's going to come. It's going to come and go. Don't believe it. It's it's always deceptive. Uh, don't don't trust it. As 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 Jonathan says, doubt your doubts. Um, and uh, the the sin would the sin would come in, or the unbelief would come in, if we were to allow our, allow ourselves to be dominated by doubt. Or allow ourselves to uh, be paralyzed, spiritually paralyzed by doubt. I don't think Christ wants that for us. I know. I know Christ doesn't want that for us. I'm going to jump in um, and just say that the Puritans used to talk about doubt as a mark of grace, and I'm. This is one of the areas where I do disagree with the Puritans. Um, I think. Phil is correct that doubt is a natural occurrence in the life of faith. Um, But I do believe that the opposite of doubt is trust. And Mm -hmm. so naturally, just like in all areas of life, we never live fully uh, up to what we um, profess that we believe. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And so... I can say without hesitation that we ought not to doubt yeah. um, because we're always supposed to live in, in trust. But it is so not going to happen that doubt becomes a part of the Christian life. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so is it okay to doubt? I would say the answer in a, in a technical way is, is no. Right. But in, in an experiential way, it, it, it's going to be like it's almost a yes because it's going to be such a, an ongoing part of faith mm-hmm. because really what's happening is every time we come to the word of God, there's a moment of I believe, help my unbelief, right, right. especially every time you come up against the promise of the word of God. We want to believe it. We want to trust. We want to say yes, amen to what God has said. This is an important subject. Uh, Oz Guinness actually wrote a book called Doubt. Um, I think the subtitle is In Two Minds. So uh, it's actually been given a book treatment. But he would say, um, you know, because faith is is critical, uh, doubt is a serious thing. Um, but because doubt is not unbelief, it's not terminal. It's doubt is not the terminal point. The terminal point is either, is either that I will believe, I will have faith, or that I will be in unbelief. Mm-hmm. Doubt is just in that is in that middle point. Mm-hmm. Now, as a believer, you know we're we've got certain promises given to us. The one that began a good work in us is going to complete it. We're told to take every thought captive to the Lord Jesus Christ. So uh, I begin to doubt. I, I'm going to go to God's word. I'm going to go to I'm, – I'm going to try to resolve that doubt through God's word, through my understanding of those things because, you know, this um, – doubt is not where I rest. You know, I can't be ag- – ultimately, I can't be ag- agnostic about things. Right. I'm going to end up right. one place or the other. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, what you just said, Russ – it's, it's kind of where I'm landing on it because, like, um, I, I dealt with this uh, teenager. She was like 14 years, 14 years old. She sent me an email, super introspective. I mean, doubting everything. And and I know that we're supposed to to deal with each particular individual where they're at, and and not you know deal with another individual as opposed to the ones in front of us. But I feel like if I would have told her, you know, doubts okay. Then, because she was so extremely introspective, um, she then would have asked the next question: "Well, how much doubt is okay?" You know, and and I think f- for me, um, maybe the principle for the answer is, as opposed to the particular application for the person, the principle for the application is is this: is that uh, no no amount of doubt is okay. That's why we need Christ. We need. I mean, like I have this. I had this friend before she passed away. I think I told this story on the air before, where she had called me up on the phone and she she came to realize that she was a, a greater sinner than she was, and she didn't know what to do with that this newfound sin. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was crying on the phone, and I said, I said, dear Lizzie, you're way worse than that, and and Christ is far better than that than you could possibly imagine. And and right. for me, I think sometimes the doubting person in front of us needs to hear that, no, you didn't line up, you didn't measure up to Jesus in this or that or that, and you're going to continue to doubt. Quit quit thinking about your doubts and start thinking about Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what, what I would want the doubting person to know is that their experience is not unusual, mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean they're not a Christian, and which is which is exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it doesn't mean they're unsaved or it doesn't mean that Christ isn't present. Let, let doubt drive you to Christ. And we've already, t- we've already talked about the man who says, who, who cries out to Jesus, I believe, help my unbelief. Let, let that be your prayer. 
for for every Christian, ask Christ to give you more belief. Ask Christ to give you the gift of faith. Remember, uh, uh, John the Baptist is in prison. You know, he's going to end up losing his head. Uh, in that in that circumstance, he begins to doubt. Sometimes it's our circumstances that you know the hard providences that come into our life that cause us some doubt. So he wants to know: Are you the Christ, or do we look for another one? And the, really, the answer that comes back is: You know, uh, don't doubt in the dark what's already been revealed in the light. Right. This has been revealed to you. I mean, look, um, he understands um, who Jesus is, that he's done these miracles, that, you know, the blind receive their sight, the the lame walk, you know, these um, empirical evidences of the authority and the reality of, of the Christ who's come. Um, and he's being told, yeah, you're going through a tough time, but don't doubt what's already been revealed. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes being part of a church body is to help those that are in those dark moments to be able to come alongside and lead them back into the light. Mm-hmm. Um, Jude gives some beautiful uh, advice in verse 20, 22 of his book, and have mercy on those who doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, what they don't need is condemnation. Right. Right. Um, they're a broken reed at that moment, and what they need is the loving care and support and reminders of the truths of the Word of God to bring them back to a place of faith and trust and assurance. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we're not very good at that because we're so shocked by the doubt. Don't be shocked by it. Right. Um, lovingly come alongside and provide um, counsel back into the, the light of the Word of God and the, mm-hmm. the light of really God's um, character and presence. Amen. Well, you've been listening to The Gospel for Life. We hope that you uh, were edified by today's program. If you have any questions that you'd like us to address on air, just email us at info at reformationboise.com. And uh, while you're there, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Just go to The Gospel for Life, and we'll see you next time. 